welcome to the Healing Our Sight podcast, where we discuss vision issues and healing strategies from the patient perspective. I'm your host, Denise Allen. My intention in creating this podcast is to open a dialogue between patients to show that we're not alone in our vision struggles and to highlight the types of help that are available, what to expect, and what the patient responsibility looks like. I also plan to include discussions with doctors and other professionals where we talk candidly in layman's terms about the treatments available for creating our best vision. For our initial podcast, I'm speaking with one of my oldest and best friends, Rebecca Smith, who recently started vision therapy following a stroke. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your stroke? Yeah, I had an ocular stroke the week before Christmas. Ocular is your vision. And I woke up and I saw things like a Picasso painting. They described it to my husband as I would wake up and see things as a jigsaw puzzle that needed to be put together. And that's how I saw things. I, of course, called my friend Denise and let her know that I'd had a stroke and that I was seeing things weird. And she immediately told me about vision therapy. I really didn't know Denise's struggles with vision because it's you know, we met in college and it's not really something she discussed that much, but she told me about vision therapy and I believed her about it, but I wanted to talk to my eye doctor first about it. And she was sitting there like, you're going to waste your time. I was sitting like, no, I think my eye doctor will be up on it. He mentioned low vision probably would be an option. And I actually asked about low vision. Basically it's calling you blind so that you can get government benefits, which um, the vision therapy isn't one of the options of getting help. They gave me vision therapy for 12 weeks, which is kind of a, I guess, their baseline to see if it's something that you feel is beneficial. And then you can decide if you want more treatments from there, which I do. Basically, I my eyes need to learn to see together. Again, I no longer see in 3D. I no longer see things as a jigsaw puzzle that needs to be put together. Another thing that happened with the stroke is I, at first, I couldn't read at all. Words, I would only see a a couple letters of the first word of a sentence and a couple letters of the last word of a sentence of whatever I was trying to read. I now can see whole sentences at a time, but I don't necessarily understand the sentence um, without reading it several times. I know what the words say, but putting the words together is still hard for me to understand. I don't necessarily see all the words on a page without some shadowing on the words. So anyway, that's what's going on with my vision right now. So it's like 99% better than when I woke up from my stroke, but there's still improvement and I still want to be able to see in 3D. So just to recap a little bit, you you were in the hospital for quite a while before you even woke up and realized your vision was affected. Is that true? Yeah, it was like um, four or five days before I woke up, you know. And that's when you let me know that something had happened to you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, oh, no, I, I should have been in better contact with you before now. But Anyway, I was glad that we were able to speak that early on. Tell us a little bit about what you chose to do while you were still in the hospital, because you were very proactive about this whole thing, right? Yeah, I had read, I think on Facebook, that uh, on your phone, playing your game apps actually can help improve your vision. And so I was playing my 
game apps that I'd played before, which was good because there was one that I played a lot. And so even though I couldn't see the whole screen, I remembered what the screen looked like and was able to play it. The vision therapy people actually did say that that did help. And when I was awake, I was playing in the hospital, I was playing my video um, game app and it did help my vision a lot. So by the time I left the hospital, I was seeing a lot better, but still not seeing in 3D and still not um, being able to read. And I've got to say, not being able to read at all is so boring because even just scrolling through Instagram and just reading like, you know, the little caption underneath the picture, not being able to do that is boring, you know, because I couldn't see the whole picture still. And I now can see the whole picture and I love watching makeup videos on Instagram and I couldn't really see the whole, the videos. And so I couldn't really watch the videos. Even now, if something's in a white font or in a cursive font, I can't read them. Um, It pretty much needs to be like a Times Roman font for me to read and black ink. Yeah. Um, So, I, I mean, it has to be pretty basic. But you've come quite a ways from where your vision was right after the stroke. Yeah. I mean, after the stroke, there was no reading and there was very little vision things that I could do. I usually like to do other stuff while I listen to TV. So I could still listen to TV. But like if I tried to look at the screen, I couldn't see it. Right. So when you went to your initial visit with your eye doctor before he said, yeah, go ahead and go to vision therapy, did he give you any kind of an indication of what he expected your vision to be at any point in time? Not really. Um, He just mentioned that low vision would probably be my option. And I wasn't sure what that is. I didn't ask what it was but I did ask my vision therapist after 12 weeks what it was. And he just explained it was a categorization that you got. So the government would pay for you to get, I think, therapy for being blind, basically. So does that make you think that perhaps your doctor did not expect very much of your vision? I don't think he did. I think he was going to categorize me as blind. You know, he was testing my vision and, you know, you've got the little letter chart on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't see anything. He was making the letters bigger and bigger and I couldn't see any of the letters at all. And so, you know, I was sitting there thinking, okay, you know, I could see there was letters and it's not like I was blind. Cause you know, like if I looked in a room, I could see the room. Right. So but you were it, still putting the pieces back together, right? Yeah. I could see that like my hospital room, I could see I was in a hospital room and I could see there's the window and there's the door. When I was out walking for my physical therapy, I could see I was in a hallway. One of the things like my husband brought a bag in and that had a coloring book in it because I love to color. And like, I would look at the page to color and I could see the page just fine. But when I would go to actually color, all the lines would disappear. And, um, and, and that's why I know I would go to focus on a detail of anything. That's when either I wouldn't be able to see it or it would just disappear. So like if I'm just generally looking at something, I was okay. But if I would go to focus on it, then I'd really have problems. 
you can kind of see how the way your brain is working with your eyes was creating some of that problem then. Yeah. And, and, and one thing which was really weird is like when like they would be taking me for a test, like when the first time, well, whenever they, I would go on an elevator, it seemed like the elevator doorway was just going to go in on top of me. So like, as I was going in the elevator, I was going to be scraped by the top of the door. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I was just like freaking out. Like I was just going to be scraped off my bed onto the floor because I was going to hit the elevator, top of the elevator doors. And I mean, I knew logically I wasn't because I knew the doors of the elevators were still, you know, however many feet above me, but in my brain, they were just right there on top of me. And so I had to learn to just shut my eyes. And even then I was still scared because I had seen that the top of the elevators were going to scrape me off my bed. And um, really disconcerting. Yeah. And it's weird how, even though logically my brain, I knew I wasn't, the visual signals were overriding the logic of what I already knew. Right. Well, our brains are amazing things, aren't they? Yeah. I think that what your story shows is how much we discount what our brain can do in healing. It sounds like at least from the first 12 weeks that you've gotten a lot more improvement than a lot of people would have expected. Yeah. And I've always done a lot of reading and I had read that our brains can do a lot more healing than what we originally thought because, you know, it used to be if you had a stroke, we just figured you were paralyzed. Mm-hmm. I did have um, two strokes 10 years ago and I was lucky. I was actually in the hospital at the time in intensive care. And so I did get the medicine within like 15 minutes of the stroke. And so I was lucky and I did have, you know, my whole right side was paralyzed, but it was back within 15 minutes wow. and stuff. But it wasn't until six months later when I made a Facebook account And I went to type on Facebook and, you know, I went to type a sentence and then I went and read what I typed and it wasn't, none of the words were what I had meant to type that I realized, oh, it also hit my language center. Mm. And I had to do my own therapy, which I just typed Pinterest descriptions and got so I could type what I wanted to type. You can heal your brain. So I guess when I woke up from the stroke, I didn't feel disheartened that I was always going to be that way. I knew that I could fix this. I didn't know how. Because of your previous experience. Yeah. I I didn't know how I was going to fix it, but thankfully you knew how I could fix it. (laughs) Well, you were very vocal with me about, you need to do this. You need to do this. And I'm, I was kind of like, Oh, it's okay. I'll get this. But I was very grateful that you were because when I got back from my eye doctor and realized he wasn't going to be that much of a help, which I was kind of surprised. Yeah. He's got very expensive equipment in his eye center. I, I've been to the um, Moran Eye Center, which is a very expensive where you go for really bad eye problems. Very specialized care. Yeah. And he's got more specialized equipment than what I've seen there at, at his little eye doctor place. So he's very proactive. So I was really shocked that he wasn't more helping with this aspect of vision. Right. You know, if I got a problem with my optic nerve, he's right there. Mm-hmm. There, but you know, this my brain not 
helping my eyes work together, he, he wasn't helpful at all. Well, and, and I don't think that our intention is necessarily to, to discount what those regular optometrists are going to do. But I know they raise awareness that it's important for us to know what is available as patients and, and to expect that to say, listen, I know that there's more available than what you're telling me. And yeah. And make sure that you actually go out and get that additional assistance. Right. You know, it's just like there's specialists with, you know, you have your primary care doctor and then you go see specialists for other things. And with your eyes, there's specialists. I guess, you know, if it's a physical thing with your eyes, you want to go see a physical, which is your vision therapist. And Right. And like um, therapist for your eyes, right? Yeah. It's amazing. Like I've had physical therapy for my neck and it wasn't fun, but I got to say vision therapy, there's a lot of fun things that they do. And yeah, one of them. We haven't talked about those fun things, have we? Yeah. And one of them is they have some computer games. They have a monitor that watches your, um, I was going to say monitors your eye movements, but I just said monitor. So I didn't want to <laughs> both yeah. of them. No, it picks um, up where your eyes are actually Focus yeah, on. it tracks your eye movements. Mm -hmm. And anyway, I got to play the video game Asteroids with my eyes. And I was terrible when I had to use my hands. Mm -hmm. You know, I was out within like 10 seconds. But I, with my eyes, I outdid the high school players by like over 100,000 points. <laughs> I'm a high scorer there. And yeah. it was fun. It's like the computer finally got tired because I played for like 25 minutes. And the computer was finally tired of me. And I had asteroids surrounding me like an inch around my little ship there. Yeah. And I, it's like, I took, I came home. I'm like, okay, we need to get one of those expensive monitors so I can play asteroids at home, <laughs> which of course we're not going to do, but right. that, that was really fun. And, and so there's fun things you can do to get your eyes working together. Mm -hmm. and, and then there's hard things you can do. Right. And so they use them all together to get you working on getting your eyes working together again. Well, yeah. And they give you homework too, right? So yes, they you're do. sitting at home doing nothing in between appointments, you're actively working on those things that they Which isn't my strong point, but... Um... <laughs> Okay. Well, I, I, I'm like, you know, I'm, 50, I'm 55 and I'm like, you know, I don't like doing hard things. I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've had hard things with dealing with your, your health. I, yeah, I do do hard things, you know, but I'm sitting there like, you know, it's like, oh, do I want to just watch TV or do I want to do this exercise? And I got to say TV won out a lot, but I, I, I do do the exercises and because they're not really that hard. It's not like practicing your instrument or anything. It, right. They're actually pretty easy. Well, and that's what's going to help your vision to improve is the daily. Yeah. You know, it's like they're like tracking things. You know, they're just like following along, getting your eyes learning to follow along and stuff. And um, one of the things that I hadn't thought about, but we were talking about, is just like getting a book on tape and then following along. Okay. And so the libraries are all closed down now. so. Getting sure. a book on tape isn't the easiest thing. And so I just picked up a book at home and just started reading out loud. And I got to say, that was, I felt like I was like a third grader reading out loud mm -hmm. and really struggling with it. But as I got reading through the book, I got better at it and better at it. And so I'm like, yeah, this is really helping. And, Do you have um, access to Audible? Because um, I, yeah, if I wanted to, but you know. I think but I know there's free books. 
I know there's free things online that I could do. Yeah. I think I you can get like a free trial of Audible though. And well, there, but well, I guess the point is that there's some options that you can consider. And even though we're in the middle of this pandemic right now, yeah, we're making this recording. Well, I think that we, we probably want to wrap this up a little bit. Um, I, I guess the point that we wanted to, to get to here is that it's really helpful to have friends <laughs> no yes not the point the point was um that it's great to be proactive about your eyesight and it, it is you need to be proactive because um, especially with vision therapy because it's not out there and it's um, a mainstream thing that people just are automatically know about no and hopefully doing stuff like this it will become mainstream because you know this is i don't know what it's called now but it used to be called the lazy eye and they have discovered that patching really doesn't work. Right. And um, like my daughter-in-law, both her eyes were lazy. And, and she's learned to work with them and, and kind of had to make them both work since they were both lazy and kind of had to fix them both. But she would benefit from this. Sure. Um, well, I think we all know someone who would benefit from this because yeah. it's somewhere around 10% of the population. So... Well, I have a niece that has a lazy eye and I, you know, I'm like, I need to get a hold of her mom. And, um, cause she's only like five. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what treatments they've had offered. Well, and, and I think that any of us that have gone through vision therapy are so hyper aware of it now that we're going to notice it in the people around us and we're going to tell them that yeah. they benefit from it too. Right. And that, yeah. And I imagine the younger that. you are that you get vision therapy the better. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's, that's what we saw with my daughter because she was like my clone and she didn't have to have surgery. She just had vision therapy and now she's doing great. Yep. Exactly. That's, that's the point too. So let's go ahead and, and just close for today. We may want to revisit later and see if there's an update on well what thanks for having me ben. <laughs> and i'm glad that we could uh, that we could talk you take care and we will talk again at a later time okay thanks yeah.